my my business's history is just a drill tweet where it's just like, do you know who I am? The answer is I am not to be taken seriously and I have a sack of shit. Welcome to Game of Nodes, a weekly podcast on the cosmos from independent validator teams. Hello and welcome to Game of Nodes, a weekly podcast on the cosmos from independent validator teams. And today we're going to be talking about a bunch of things that Frey hasn't noticed because Frey has been <laughs> off Twitter a few days. And I got I got sent a, a link the other day from friend of the show, Jake, with the red-blue thing. And hey, w- with no context, somebody being like, hey man, you're like, okay, I still don't. You're like, cool. Now I need to spend several hours digging into what the heck is going on here. So would somebody like to, because this seems like the biggest thing that's been going on this week. Is that fair? What kind of seems you haven't like even it. said anything? What what are you talking about? The red blue thing. <laughs> the red blue. Oh, thing. the red blue thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just like the Dow games, right? I don't know what it's about, but there's two Dow's. <laughs> I don't know fun. what it's about, but I'm all in. I mean, that, people that, are making the dumb thing is that people are like buying those tokens on a uh, exchange, which is fucking stupid. It, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, are they? It's it's literally on osmosis. It's on fucking frontier. Get the fuck out of here! Wow, what are these worth? Like twenty cents? No, these are non-voting tokens, right? They're just sorry, they're not. They're just voting tokens for a DAO, right? Yeah, yeah. And people are buying them for how much? I thought I saw. Maybe, maybe it was like maybe you're imagining stuff. No, I think. Look, I think I've been had a long winter. I think. I think I saw an image on Twitter and just assumed that it was real. And now that I've just gone to Frontier and actually typed it in, I think I might have been had. It might have been <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> You've been had. You know, I was. I, uh, what I have seen this week, because obviously I've been largely living under a rock and emailing OVH, um, was about so, so for the americans you've you've uh the onion submitted an amicus brief to the supreme court uh, i think a little while ago um about satire and the uh you, you were going where, where is he going with this well Waiting. in their statement to the supreme court about how satire is def- it should be under the first amendment and mm-hmm. is under the first amendment you can't put a disclaimer on satire because the whole point is that somebody has to be possibly had by it in order for it to be satire otherwise it ceases to be satire uh, or, par- or parody just like how you just got got had now so there you go you <laughs> tuned out there for a second <laughs> i guess they have the first amendment he's like, wait, wait, wait. Anyway. shit that was my name <laughs> he's like he's like wait a second fuck say cunt now <laughs> fuck someone shit. say something somebody say something I was like, oh, I was looking at the timestamp and the topic thing. I was staring deep into it, wondering what I should type there right now. And the answer is nothing. <laughs> and what the, <laughs> and what, the top, and what the topic actually is? Red Dow, Red Dow, Blue Dow. So it looks like Red Dow is kicking ass. Is that the idea here? Yeah. So I'm assuming you're on Red Dow. And no, I'm, I'm blue. I just, I, I just checked two minutes before the show started because I, I've been meaning to, and then I just kind of forgot about it. So, so, so how, how do you find out which DAO you're in? We should you just go to the the Juno. Uh, you go to Juno Tools forward slash Airdrops, and you will either have blue tokens or you will have red tokens. Right, and then you totally claim them, and then you stake them to the DAO, and then you fucking just make tons of bullshit props and make <laughs> your fucking null clicky little thing four thousand fucking times. 
you click anything and a lot. Look, I'm doing this on my validator ledger too, so my accountant is going to be fucking pissed after this. Why? They have no when there's either. like a thousand needless transactions oh, on there, it'll probably cost me up. a few hundred dollars of ana- analysis. analysis. My scraper's going to chuck a shit. He's like, what is all this crap? Yeah, how's your scraper doing? Haven't hired him yet. We're in, we're in oh, you're still in negotiation? Jesus, yeah. be tax season's going to be over by then. Did well, I've got to put it to my accountant tomorrow, so we're, he, having a, we're having a meeting. Did he look at Minscan and go, ugh, <laughs> I don't want to do yeah, this? He's like, I, I just, I can't wait till he actually tries to scape, uh, scrape it and then just gets immediately fucking blacklisted from, from uh, Minscan. Although I have heard other people successfully querying their APIs without being blacklisted, so... They're probably they're probably scraping the UI, right? They're probably like a, yeah, writing a little. Ar- they're probably like a, the UI, yeah, a little power I automate it, bot or something like that. They're just gonna go with the UI, just go page by page and grab transactions. I think it was my headers Excel. that got me like banned. Yeah, you from- were sending those headers on that call request were were fucked. That's what that was <laughs> they were fucked. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Little little swear words <laughs> in there. You, but, no, but why were you sending those fucking headers? <laughs> I just it, I did it accidentally. I I just copied them out of um you know the. <laughs> The what is it the the you know Pro where you do the calls in in the dev tools yeah Postman or so, Chrome Dev Tools you just mean Chrome Dev Tools right yeah like Chrome Dev Tools so you can actually you <laughs> so can just right click calling as a browser so basically what they detected was a browser with browser headers going like I want to call you forty two times to one page yeah I thought <laughs> I could masquerade as a browser apparently you can't I didn't well know you that. don't want to do that I think if that's you, the opposite of what you want yeah. yeah yeah you wanted to probably ask it for application json because then it would have given you back i i get I, I wouldn't be too surprised if you call the pages with application json whether it gives you the detail json on the tx page i've never tried it though to be honest i don't know i browser asking, calls it as application json that. anyway right what's that i'm pretty no, sure the browser, the browser calls could... application uh, calls text html now that's what right. html is no no I was, I was querying the api though not the Oh, it was an actual were, API call, not a. Oh, but you were also browser. sending browser headers. Yeah, to an API. Yeah, okay. so I can see why you got banned there. They yeah. were just like, why is this person trying to navigate? I was pretending to be a browser. <laughs> <laughs> I was in my little browser <laughs> hat. You did. You gave him t shirt idea. I put uh, on my HTML hat. Data, motherfucker. You said header <laughs> application type. I'm a browser, lol. <laughs> I'm a browser. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty I sure. Thought, I thought they might have been that dumb that you could just go, yeah, I'm. I'm <laughs> Legitimately, just uh, you know, Google Chrome, and they'll be like, the oh, well, they "Have everything you want. Don't uh, no, don't worry about it." And but they're like, "Bullshit, ban." <laughs> that's that's literally how HTTP works. You just send the content time ha- type header of X. I'm a browser. And well, it's it like, didn't no, work. you're a dog. You're like, damn, <laughs> damn, damn. So you you well, were what, co- explain what? to me why it didn't work. Why did they know I wasn't a browser if I told them I was a browser? It wasn't. It wasn't that they gave a shit about whether you're a browser or not. It's just you sent fucking bizarre headers, and they were like, they "Just get <laughs> random fucking headers from this random that's fucking the place." Same bre- that's the same headers that uh, Chrome sent. So why? Yeah, didn't they how like many times you just sit hitting a page or hitting multiple pages? Like I only I queried them once, and they they blocked me. Oh, okay, but you were you were hitting the API call, right? Hmm? You were you were in an API endpoint. Yeah. Yeah. As With the browser. exact same headers that the browser sent. It sounds like we need to get Caramelian from Minscan to come join us. Yeah. 
It's, yeah, it's just going to be like, why are you? Well, no, you can't. idiot. Well, we could. We could. I mean, that would be a very. That would be a valuable. Like we talked to us before. Like they should upcharge for that API. I would totally pay for that API. Right. I'll, like, I'll message him right now and see see if he wants to join in. That'd be fine. Tell him to join in. Just see, maybe he knew it was you yeah. personally. I would totally pay for a <laughs> fucking CSV of transactions. So would I. Like especially like all these tax things. Like they have the data. Like how much do you want, man? I'm going to pay someone want? else anyway. Minscan Plus. We talk get about it, this get every it week. Fucking together. We bitch about this every week. We do every Once fucking again. week. Every fucking week. So uh, this, I noticed this week in the chat. In the chat, um, Barnacle Rodeo says we've had forty governance votes on Kajira this week. Busy week. This is on the list to talk about. I, I notice it's in the spreadsheet, and I notice also that um, the the in the spreadsheet this week it's been copied over from a previous week and. One comment from a previous page has been carried over, grandfathered, if you will, um, which I didn't see the first time around, but I, I vaguely remember, well, it certainly just appeared randomly, which says, life is a meaningless march of emptiness and despair. Why complicate things with agendas? I think we can all guess which member of the show wrote that one. <laughs> So uh, the other thing I, I mean, to be honest, cat- it sounds more like a Frey thing to me. <laughs> <laughs> I I did make it bold and red, though. I liked it. Yeah, you definitely have made <laughs> that it was stand me. out this the week. For, the yeah. formatting was me. I, I had to highlight it. Yeah. And, I, I can. and for the for the audience listening, this is one of three things that was on the sheet. It's like there was nothing else. The other things that are on the sheet, uh, um, the attendance slots, it says null, Frey, Schultze, meaningless, empty space. That's me. <laughs> And then it's just what is guest. What is <laughs> that's actually usurper's first name. What is guest? Um, uh, God um, and, and many bulls bulls. So that's one. I feel like we're not very good at spreadsheets. No, but you're you're good at timestamping. So just keep that going. I think we're kind of like a B plus at spreadsheets. Maybe. But well, we like haven't timestamped anything yet, and we're yeah. ten minutes in. It's because you're you're talking about your scraping. You know what? If we were like as good at tweeting as we are at like random one-liners buried in an hour of content, then we would be S tier as a podcast. But we would. The problem is, it's like um, it's like avant-garde comedy. You have to like watch for an hour to get like the one nugget of gold. (laughs) I think that's the problem. Is like anybody who knew that joins doesn't make it the hour, so they never come back. They never, and they, they, <laughs> they never, never have the moment of enlightenment. They never, exactly. They're like, they're like, there is a kind of twisted wisdom in amongst the idiocy here. Such a fine um, line. Speaking of people who are smarter than us, um, Hang on, I, I, I was listening the comments, to the Mr. Beast drama. I was listening to, I was listening to the Mr. Beast uh, podcast this morning with um, Lex Fried, Friedman, Friedman, and he said that you only have to like you know engage people for the first like ten minutes. And if they're still there, then they're going to watch the whole thing anyway. So these six people will probably still just now listen to us. We should work out bullshit for the next hour, and then they will hear the magical one one line of wisdom that we might say in that. <laughs> or <minutes>. not? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> might really. say. Um, I think the problem is also the best joke of the episode is actually the title, which was something Usurper said in relation to I think Sam Bankman Freed. <laughs> it just made me like with what actually oh, laugh the, out loud no that was because right. the uh usd um was it the dea no it wasn't the dea it was the um who was it Schultze. ftc um, no doj no, no. The, doj the doj wasn't it yeah doj had some announcement today the usd department of justice had some announcement about busting some i don't know some small 
I guess they're sex is what they are, right? Um, in somewhere in Europe that was like funneling cash from Hydra and all this type of shit. And so on Twitter, it was really funny because everybody's saying, well, nobody understands what the sex is and nobody cares and all this type of thing. And then, and then they were, they were very, they were very proud of their fact that, that, that the, uh, new cryptocurrency, uh, DOJ group was like, you know, putting people behind bars and, you know, you can't hide and they're going to, you know, they're going to, uh, make people answer for their crimes. And I was just laughing because like, you know, Sam Bankman is sitting on a beach somewhere in Malibu answering for his crimes right now, like brought into the U.S. and like, ah, it's fine. Go ahead. Leave. It's no problem. <laughs> exactly right. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, Rama has said in the chat, by the way, the pools are on Hopers decks now. So. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. What is Hopers decks? Am I completely out of the loop here? Is it a fork of... Of, I guess it's a fork of Juno swap, isn't it? If it's okay, so to random DGens, please stop paying seven fucking cents for Is a really? game token, which has will be worthless after the game. Just stop doing it. Well, wait, but, but but hang on. Which one are they paying for, and do we collectively hold it? Because we we could use funding <laughs> the show for the next year. Red seems to be worth more right now. How much is uh, blue worth? I've just discovered that I'm oh, I no, blue friends, but I'm wealthy in blue. Sorry, blue. Oh yeah, there you oh, go. So for ten there. ten blues is seven and ten blues red. what? Seven cents is ten blues. Yeah. Okay. Fucking okay, so red is really is really smashing it then. Wait, hang wait, on, hang no, that might have been ten reds anyway. Wait, wait, so red no, red is really. worth more than stars. Get the fuck out of here. So, oh, hang on, I'm just reevaluating my life. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Remind me fucking... why we're paying for an AWS setup for our Stargaze validator. Get the fuck out of here with that. It looks like 10 red is like four cents. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so oh, so it's, t- sorry, it's oh, 10. It's 10. So it's 0. Point yeah, like 0.04. Okay. 004. It's 0.4 right. of a cent. But, okay. I mean, I've got 40,000 blue ones for. 0.7 of a cent, like that's a cup of coffee. Wait, you have 40,000 blue? How the fuck you chat? Well, I got 40,000 blue that I haven't even like claimed. Actually, I probably got about 60,000 blue I haven't claimed. Yeah. I'm going to get a What do you reckon? Go sell them? Buy a new MacBook? <laughs> 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 Fucking DJs. I have blue for sale if anybody from the red team wants them. Otherwise, they're getting staked. Staked that shit. Um, yeah, well, I mean, you only need one to play the game, right? I got red and blue. I can sell the red ones as well. 0.07 is the price of a blue, did you say? Yeah, That's look, right. here, I'll put it in. I've got 40,000. If I sell 40,000, I'll still have four cents. You make, it looks. You make this $350 now. Blue, boy. 350 $350. About tree fitty. It's about, about two tree hours. Fitty. Two hours of work. Yeah. Wait, At tree fitty. About tree fitty. Just. Yes, I said, how much are those tokens worth? And he, he turned around to me and he said, about tree fitty. Um, shucky, shucky for that tree fitty. I, yeah, I'm not sure what's going on here. I put in 40,000 tokens and now it's telling me two US dollars. So I feel it's like moving, it's deep moving like all over the place. I feel like there's not massively deep liquidity in there. So yeah, yeah. You, probably, you probably can't dump 40,000. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to read the drill tweet of the week before we continue. Uh, <laughs> no one's put anything in the timestamps yet. I feel like that was the last week. It's so your it's job. Good idea. You're, you're it's asking. From the, it's from the sports section. Uh, I will not close my account until the sport of golf is rightfully named golf ball, like all the other ball sports. 
That's less insane than some of the other tweets, but is that a tweet or is that a fucking okay. what is that? that book you're reading those tweets out of it doesn't tweet. make sense. That, that's a shower thought is what that is. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I mean, that's the, I, I discovered uh, yesterday that, a book of tweets? that there's a is whole the drill book that I wasn't aware of. It's called like, I don't know, it's called like the success method, how to become God or something. And it's like uh, a series of anecdotes from their life about how to become so successful. And I, I shared one with Usurper and Null and they were not that amused. But it was uh, somebody had got like a chat AI bot to like say it in Eminem's voice and then uh put it to put it to a back and put it for the backing from the real slim shady i think this is showing my poor knowledge of yeah what shirt yeah i don't remember what song it was that yeah. that little ai program was pretty awesome though it was pretty I cool I, I, yeah. I was actually playing around with that after after yeah, it, but me too i just love i just there's a line in it there's something like I, I put my feet through the floor of the car to start it up <laughs> like some fred flintstone shit <laughs> and i realized immediately i had been fooled i had been sold a caveman's car <laughs> just oh it's kind of you got to see it to to believe it it's insane oh that's you yeah that's the yeah that was very funny i quite enjoyed that the highlight of my morning i will grab the link <laughs> It's just the the line at the end was just like because I'm a complete sack of shit. I was like, oh, there's just something about the phrase "sack of shit" that will never not be funny. It's always funny. He says it, you're like <laughs> sack of shit. Yeah. So I have been away from home for some period of time, probably like to the tune of about two months now. And I got back home last night to my setup and sat in front of my computer and listened to music for maybe five hours. <laughs> I just sat here and drank beer and watched music videos for like five hours last night. <laughs> you kept putting like different links in. That you got to watch this. You got to watch this. Yeah. You're deep in the group chat. You're deep in. Triple J like aversions in the group chat. Are you familiar with Triple J like aversions? Like they do it every week for fucking years now. It's like I, a I am now. You posted 25 in the <laughs> fucking group chat. <laughs> oh, man. There's some, there's some fucking bangers in there. There's like some really good ones. Well, there was that Denzel Curry Bulls on Parade one that went viral, wasn't there? I think that was a Triple J, wasn't it? Where he did Bulls on Parade. He covered Rajan's Machine. I'm pretty sure that was Triple J. And then, obviously, like I'm into Australian progressive rock, so I've that I think Carnival have done two of the Triple oh, J wow. sessions. Um, <laughs> so they play their own songs. They're like, play a cover, go fuck yourself. We're Carnival. We're going to play some ten minute prog song on an acoustic guitar. Come on, I- journey. Did I post you the one where it's just got like all these buff dudes come out and are like dancing for, to this like rave song? I, no. Rama knows what I'm talking about. I, I sent the link to Rama. It was fucking hilarious. It's just like, it, it was just, it was a real chill, like, you know, beat. And then like after, you know, when it picks up, I don't know what the different progressions in a song is, but then it like picks up and it's like this bit of a, you know, dance beat type thing. And then just these fucking dudes come in with these tiny shorts and they're just ripped and they start doing like, you know, you'd expect to see them at like a Dead Mouse concert or something with their little bands going. Anyway, it was pretty good. I'll send it to you. <laughs> I'll just let you go. So you just you go knock your camera there with your enthusiasm. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. So my, my camera setup at the moment is so fucking jank. The, um, <laughs> wait, wait what's, what, what just happened there? I think what? it, it oh, auto tracks, right? Yeah. It yeah. It auto tracks. Yeah. Yeah, so okay. um, the, uh, my 4K camera, 
uh, the little like um, the little portable one that I've got that you just sort of like sit on top of your monitor. Um, the colors in it, I don't know if it's just me if I'm changing color or something, but it seems to go like you guys look washed out and ghost like, and I was like really red all the time. It's like fuck, this must be my camera. And then so I used the um, the continuity camera on the on the iPhone. Remember last week when it was all fucked. Yeah. And my camera stopped working and I started using the continuity camera. Yeah. And uh man, it's really good. It's like really good camera. But um I'm just waiting for like a, a micro HDMI cable and a capture card to be able to use my DSLR. Uh and possibly like a better stand to put it on. <laughs> I was gonna say the so black the background on the ground working really hard for you there. I mean, you really cannot see the microwave refrigerator. <laughs> it is pretty hard. <laughs> Yeah. Are you convinced? Are you convinced that it's Borka? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like it's, so it is like some, some thing. Is it like security? Is like secure, not secure, <laughs> and they're like they're the same. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, anyway, so to to our agenda, uh, back to it. Let's talk about the Kajira voting situation. And I know that um, the fray, you are not really over on the Kajira, right? But uh, no, I have, I have seen I, this is one of the things that so I haven't been completely in a hole this week. I've been mainly um, in accordance with the when you get assigned a um, account manager, you're in trouble. Got assigned an account manager at OVH, but it was why, like, why are you in trouble when you get well, a in general people only assign you an account manager when they're about to really fuck your shit up with a big bill. Um, so we got assigned one over at Grafana as well. And they were like, would you care to add a billing card to your Grafana free plan? And if you're thinking, wait, those guys run a lot of nodes. How are they still on Grafana's free, free plan? Whenever we've exceeded it in the past, we basically just pruned away metrics from a from the reporting Stop window the to get back yeah. below it. So if it's like 15 seconds, we're like, ah, send logs every 30 seconds. Don't worry about it. What could go wrong? Um, and we've somehow stayed below it. And then something's changed and like the amount of logs that cause the, the, the tendermint sends, I think, or something like that, a default setting, and something's happened and we've like blown through or Bufran has lowered the limit because everybody in this current economy is trying to find ways to make, make more money. Uh, and so we've blown through our free limit and we're just going to let our Grafana cloud die, I think, because we have alerting, we have like an alerting setup to let us know if anything goes wrong. And I'm kind of like, is monitoring actually just vanity? Is this vanity? Like what? I just I, I log in every morning and just I'm just like ah everything's fine I'm like yeah I know it's fine because we didn't have PagerDuty go off in the middle of the night mm -hmm. this is vanity you and they're like the minimum tier is like gonna be like three hundred dollars a month I'm like three hundred dollars a month yeah we're not gonna add our our company card to that account thanks Buster about three hundred dollars a month why look I, this okay let me break this down you're on the Grafana free tier you fucking degen. You spend like <laughs> 40 grand in a month with Bezos and then you're on the fucking Grafana free tier and you won't pay like four bucks for or whatever the fuck it is. It's about like, $250. Like it's because the log ingestion is really expensive. Just run your own fucking instance, mate, on one of your servers. It's like, it's not going to use anything. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, aware, I'm aware that that is a possibility, and I'm, and that is, of course. You don't seem aware. You just like let's, let's just <laughs> let monitoring die because I'm not going to fucking pay for the. Clear. You don't. I just, well, I guess you don't seem aware. Maybe it is vanity. This is the thing. Maybe, maybe it's. Do we really need to monitor our stuff? Is that even a thing in a bear market? Do we even give a shit? Eh, someone else will tell you if something goes wrong. But, no, but so the joke, the joking is like, right? We have a double redundancy alerting system. So like mm-hmm. anything that's ever so you want to remove the redundancy, you're like, fuck it, let's just go to the old single tier. No, no, because no, because Grafana's monitoring, right? It's not. It's for observability. It's not for actual alerting. We have two. Do layers. you know why? Because Grafana's fucking impossible to set up for alerting. It takes forever, and it's a pain in the ass. And fuck Grafana. Also that, that's and also true. just the alerts don't fire right correctly. Whereas. And do you know what? Like of all the things, like PagerDuty has been pretty good, but the the one thing that has never fucked um, any of our stuff up, <laughs> never fucked. <laughs> Let me finish that sentence. So, yeah, exactly. It's like just clip that. <laughs> the one thing that has never fucked, never fucked, um, is what? Right. So, but we we have like we have like our absolute like kill switch things. We have like some AWS lambdas that do periodic polling, and even when everything else has got fucked for some reason, like a service outage, whatever. Um, the, the AWS lambdas always, always catch the issue, um, and even actually on on fucking Aptos, different different network. One of our our, our first layer monitoring, uh, not monitoring, alerting fell over when there was a halt. Uh, there's a halt a little mm-hmm. while ago. Yep, um, briefly. And our first layer monitoring was like, I didn't notice that. And our fucking little AWS lambda, little Python lambda, just calling and parsing a log was like whoa, whoa 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 wait the fuck wake up everybody it's fucked and i was like i can't believe that it, it's it, honestly that it's so boneheaded the thing that we do it's literally like it calls the thing them. grabs the json just parses it this little python lambda and goes like mm, that doesn't look right and isn't then- it is number bigger yes okay <laughs> It has like well, number it has bigger. Okay, where it's just like mm, <laughs> this might be something to be worried about, but then it it sort of like puts that to one side and goes keep track of that. But the the one it just goes like wake everybody up is number not got bigger. <laughs> <laughs> number not got bigger for number. two consecutive rounds. We're in trouble. Boom. Right. That, number, that is number so same. Is wake literally up. <laughs> my my metric that always catches it. Like is number we, bigger. My Zabbix monitoring does the same thing. It just pings that friggin' status. Yep. On the uh, on the API, and it's like, is the number bigger? The number bigger. Or did it did it res- did it respond? And is the number bigger? That's it. And That's if it doesn't do either of those things, it goes blockchain. I can wake up, you bastard. Ah, it's fucking three a.m. Time to get up, you prick. Block blockchain right, so monitoring in a, in a nutshell, right there. You can see why I would be a bit flippant about Grafana because Grafana doesn't like it's it's useful to know those numbers. It's particularly useful to know disk disk usage, right? That's that's the big one. Yeah. And also trends, though. Like, it's good to look oh, at well. trends and see what's happening, like with your resourcing over. Yeah, but usually that's a period of time. Usually that's disk usage, though, right? Like, yeah, but you know, your your resource usage on your Cosmos node, if you have a reasonably big box, and we only run one node per server anyway, so that we can shuffle things more easily. For me, it's just always it's like five percent, five percent, five percent, five percent. Oh, yeah, yeah, are invariants being checked? One hundred percent. Yeah, but then you look at your RAM, and it's just. <laughs> <laughs> constant ramp downwards until yeah, okay. the, the, until the, the process crashes and then fucking you got all your ram back yeah well anyway Osmo, uh, what's it called um oracle coming to juno now so we we'll have to, to rejig it. our monitoring anyway oh. so now's the time to do it 
How do we yeah. get this topic? What were we talking about? Oh, Kujira. We were talking about Kujira. What about Kujira? <laughs> yeah, probably. I guess I'm going to have to do some sort of monitoring for the. Uh, it's going to be a pain in the ass. More custom shit. For what? Uh, I didn't want the weekend anyway. Hey? For the Oracle? Uh, yeah, for the Oracle. Like, you need to know whether it's. I mean, getting. Or you could just. You could just turn off Gino. It, it's got a um it's got a prometheus endpoint the oracle so you could monitor it through that i guess what is it going to use the same oracle as kajira and terra yeah. yeah yeah it's got the prometheus endpoint there sounds helpful so anyway back to the um that sounds like how the fray managed to just as <laughs> soon as i mentioned no the topic the fray just took a fucking immediate beeline to something else <laughs> and did not come back so anyway back to uh kujira timestamp she <laughs> heard it here. Um, so the 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 governance there is getting a little bit uh, out of control. We're up to 192 props. How long has this chain been going for? I don't like a few months. And yeah, uh, few months. In the last like week, I mean, this just a few days ago was 140 something, and now it's 190 something, and like I think people on Kajira will be getting voting fatigue pretty soon. Like, who's the in the last week? There's been 50 props. Who is reading and assessing 50 props properly? Are those um this last isn't this? Is, are they picking new validators in that set, or what's this last one here? Because it's not it's not necessarily props, right? It's it's uh, no, it's the like Senate. A selection of so the the la- there was a, a block of 40 um, proposals that came through. To vote in uh, Senate members, um, which, yeah, so Senate members are like representatives for governance, right? Okay. And uh, looking, so there's a a page on Kujira um, for the Senate and looking at the page, um, there's not a lot of participation that I can see. So like a lot of these aren't even over, like the... The period for voting on Kajira is only 48 hours. It's, oh, right. it's really fast. Yeah. Right? So, you know, they're really easy to miss. Um, you basically have to get up every morning, go to blue.kajira.app and fucking vote on something. It's like a daily task now. Anyway, that aside. It's okay. You're it, being paid. You're being paid for that. No, no you're fucking not. <laughs> you, no validators make any money on Kujira. That's the joke. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Fuck. You got me. Anyway, so looking at these, um, you know, the votes on these Senate members, like a lot of them aren't, there's not 50% quorum. I don't think a lot of these have got quorum. I'm, I'm not sure that the quorum's 50%, but a lot of these are like, there's not even 50% voting on these. And it's already, there's probably only half a day left in the voting. So um, it's clear that people are like getting voting fatigue and just couldn't give a fuck after a while. So, um Anyway, but I guess it's a similar situation to Osmo. There's a lot of lot of proposals that go through Osmo, and I think so you saw over time the, in Osmo that the participation rates just go down. What's the What's the context for why all of those Senate thingies have had to all happen a at once and b in such a granular way? Is it because right. each person has to be approved individually, or yeah, yep. So but it's also. also- the the general voting um, volume is like well the proposal volume is the curse of being a permissioned chain, 
So every time they want to update a contract or every time they want to start a new pair or or do anything in the whole platform, um, which there's, you know, it's probably not even fully built out yet. I'm sure there's a lot more moving parts they want to add to this, right? So what's this going to look like when they've got, you know, five or six different D apps that you've got a bunch of different people um, contributing to wanting to make changes on a regular basis? You're going to, man, I'm going to have to snap my finger off and glue it to a bloody... uh, little machine they just probably need like a deployment sub dow or something yeah it needs like uh and this might be the point of the the senate to like you know um take care of a lot of this but well what are the i don't know like like i said if if they're just if they're um if they're proposals that are just like do you want to add the the um you know pair to the trading platform and that type of stuff like we need like a bulk vote option, but they need to, they wanted to move fast, um, which is why they've got the short governance period. But I think like after six months, you need to start looking at increasing that voting period because a lot of people are just missing them now because they're so frequent. You're like, I'll do it tomorrow. And then you come tomorrow and it's already fucking gone. Yeah. So, well, Whisper Note actually put out a statement that they're going to vote no on any prop until uh, they increase the voting period. So, yeah. That was specifically for like funding proposals, though, right? Uh, initially, but I think here. they've expanded it. Oh, okay. Did you say Whisper Node? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I, I think they've always had the view that they're just any funding for sure, they're then just going to vote no until there's um, longer periods so they can actually make an assessment on it. I know we're, we were talking about before, like a long time ago, different governance modules. This is a tough governance module when you're just voting yes, no on 50 different individuals. So I'm guessing they're just going to count votes at the end and whoever has the highest regardless of it meets quorum or not, I guess is the idea. Well, well a Senate thing inherently is, is like a group of people. So Yeah, and I think I think it has to be quorum. I don't think it's just a text proposal. So Yeah, it's like it's actual it's an election. So that means if there how many and there I assume there's fifty if there's fifty names in there, they're selecting six or five or whatever it is. They're just gonna sort by the the number the highest number of yes votes and the top five win. I, I don't know that there is a limit of people that can be in the Senate. So I'm oh, presuming okay. that a Senate can exist of one person or a hundred. Uh, it's, it's just that so whether all, or not you're voted in or out. What I, I don't understand is why they didn't just deploy Dowdow to their chain because, like, it could is literally. Can you do multi-selecting Dowdow now? Did we talk about that before? Like, where you could you could put all fifty in a thing I, and people could select one sure or fifty do, in there. Can you do ranked choice voting now in Dowdow? I know we talked about it a while ago. I know that was coming. I just don't know if it's I know it's coming. I don't know yeah. if it's been done, but like this is like a classic example of where. It should be a CW4 with control by, well, it should be a sub-DAO. I hate the fucking term. The problem is I hate the term sub-DAO because it makes it sound like a joke, but it should be a, a multi-sig with the ability for chain governance to override the membership, which is a sub-DAO, but yeah. every time I say the word sub-DAO, I feel like a pro- fucking prat, um, <laughs> unfortunately. And I think I have to drink. Every time you, every time <laughs> you say DAO, I have to drink Jake's too. Jake's literally in the chat. <laughs> There's Jake. Jake. Jake has said there is a ranked choice contract. There you go. There's no done. UI for it yet. There's no there's no UI for it yet. And uh, so there's four people not watching us. They're all by what I just said about <laughs> subdows. But like Jake, Jake, rebrand subdows quickly. <laughs> there's still time, right before it goes mainstream. Dear God, we need to. It it just needs a, something that you don't just go. You don't like. You don't get subdow. But you go, oh yeah, no, one of those things that is like you're allowed to say in the company of normal people that we need a 
we need a name. We need a name. We need a name. What would you call that thing, Frey? What would you call it? It's like a sub of a DAO, right? It's, it's something like a yeah, a sub part of a DAO. Something like that. Like a smaller part of a bigger DAO, like a sub <laughs> sub part. <laughs> DAO group. Well, no, because you could have you could conceivably have a chain without a governance module and just have DAO DAO, in which case you would only have that sounds awesome. <laughs> you'd only have well, hey, if you like that idea, I think that's oh. the plan for uh, what's it called? Um, Juno fucking chain building Minerva. Min- yeah, Minerva? I think, I think yeah. the plan will be Dow Dow as the Gov module and fuck off, um, and fuck off the Gov module um, for everything else, which you don't really need for lots of other stuff. When you just have a substrate that deploys smart contracts and everything's a smart contract party, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's in that case, it's not really a sub Dow because it's a sub Dow of what? Well, there is no master Dow or uh, main DAO or whatever. So it's just a group, really. Just, just, like just, a sub DAO? just a group of nerds on the internet. It's just like, <laughs> is this a DAO? Is this a DAO? <laughs> is this a DAO? Is this a DAO? <laughs> <laughs> Everything's a DAO. Um, so I, I guess, and so validators, are validators actually voting on those Kajira Yes, props? we are supposed to, yeah. So see that. That that's even I think a bigger issue in con, in Cosmos governance. So like voting for certain things and like I don't know voting for a, uh, maybe a uh, initiative or a text vote or something. But here in voting Senate members in, but validators are voting non-voting shares seems really wacky. That's not like you're trying to make it a democracy where you're voting people in, but at the same time a small group of people have a hundred million times as many votes. Like it, what the hell is that? Why even put it up? Just have like it seems it seems really awkward. I agree. I voted no on most. Yeah, or yeah, or maybe it'd just be everybody like validators all abstain or something. But yeah, I can understand. So, so what's, the, what's the role of that of that like Senate? Because again, I'm not I'm not on Kajira, so I haven't read like the documentation. I assume they already put out like a signaling prop for creating this Senate or whatever. The Senate is already an active part of the chain. I'm pretty sure. So there's it's probably vote on it back here somewhere if I go search. It, but, just, it just sounds so evil. Uh, every time I hear Senate, I'm just like hooded top. The Galactic Senate. <laughs> the original DAO? Uh, let me find it. So in other uh, governance news, there's a lot of um, funding proposals been coming through recently. Yeah. So particularly on Juno, there's, there's the... Uh, there's the uh, Hack Juno Turkey uh, community spend. There's the Cosmos Options Vault by Sazadao. Sazadao uh, yep. community spend. There's the community spend proposal for Amigo Sound Project, which doesn't seem to be very popular by the looks of the voting. <laughs> Understatement. Um, but like the first two are, are passing it. Why is everyone asking for money right now? Because uh, everybody wants to keep working in the space, I guess, and they're broke. Yep. Because it's like a big, I guess it's a big pain to go back to a regular job and then come back in a year. So people are like, ah, let's try it. No, that's that's disingenuous. That's not, And that's also unfair. Like some of these folks have actually built and deployed useful stuff and I guess maybe have a plan of getting to monetization or like sustainability, but... Yeah, I don't know what the, literally the the triple threat of the way these have come in as as a group has been 
the timing's been very tight on all of them. Um, and I think I can't, I can't remember. I don't want to dox who it was, but I think somebody was saying to me on Discord the other day that the hackathon in Turkey folks have actually already applied for funding before for a separate thing. Um, oh, yeah. But I wasn't really clear. I, I can go and look up what 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 supposedly the the thing was about that. But yeah, I don't know. I if just wish voted- people could read the room, man. There is no money. Stop asking for it. Well, we voted yes on the hackathon Turkey because it's it's preceding an event, right? That's already there. Um, it's supposedly hooked up with a university as well, so there's going to be students demonstrably. Will any of them actually come and work in the space? No, but it's all about kind of exposure. I mean, I, sp- I think the thing is, like, you've got kind of on something like that, you've got to separate Juno and Cosmos, and you got to go look. You you got to think a little bit long term and go like, if all that Juno achieves is broadening the adoption of Cosmosm and bringing more developers into space and raising more developer awareness then that's you know, not perfect. It's certainly not good for those of us that have invested time, money, energy, and have a bag of Juno that we are somewhat relying on to eventually be worth something and pay for the effort put into the project. But from a really high level, like, has this served a purpose? Yes, it will have served a purpose. And I think that's the basis on which we have, would evaluate something like that. You're like, it's speculative, but it's broadening the v- developer ecosystem of Cosmosm, potentially. Which is the kind of raison d'etre for Juno? The Sardau- I, don't, I don't think that communities should pick up the tab for idealism and the. But Juno the, literally is idealism. The, the whole chain should be right? cosmosm. Yeah, but let, what let, I mean is that. Cosmosm. Yeah, and we let there be cosmosm, but, you know, the people. I, I don't think. Like, now's a fucking terrible time. Like, there's no liquidity and the tokens worth fuck all. Any. Any any time we give out any tokens, whether it's ten thousand, fifty thousand, or a hundred thousand, it has a a big detrimental effect on the community. And these are the people who are like holding onto their tokens now, uh, not selling them themselves. So why the fuck should we just spit in their face and go and give out a shitload of tokens to potential, you know, um, just money grabs? I'm not saying they are, but potentially some of this might not even get done. Um, why, do, why does the community have to pay for that? If someone wants to build a project, they should build the fucking project. They shouldn't be here with their hand no, out all the uh, time. Well, that's not, that's oh. not what this one is, though. This, this Hack Juno one, this is... I mean, this I know, is, Hack, this this is Hack Juno right? one's different, but the other two yeah. are to support teams to build a project, right? Yeah. Read the room. There's no fucking money. You're not getting any. Even if yeah, we give but, it to you, you're just going to smash the token and everyone else's is worth nothing. So Okay, but co- a counter opinion would be that Okay, so with the caveat that obviously that's not how this works because of the way Juno is not a traditional economy. There's a lot of other factors at play. Liquidity is important in a way. It's not necessarily in a in a traditional economy where you have bonds and government spending and blah, blah, blah. But like generally speak, speaking, right, whether you're a company or whether you are a government, you need to spend money in order to create economic activity. That is like a fundamental, that is li- li- literally like number one of the playbook, right? Is like, you can print money to create inflation, or you can spend money to stimulate actual economic activity. Like, and, and sometimes the two are muddy, sometimes the two are hand in hand. But like, you you need to invest money in the industries that will be able to export 
something, right? Right. Is so, how like, an economy you need works. to invest some money in, like, I don't know, developers building projects that are with smart contracts. That maybe? are fucking. So, if a project is not going to be self-sustaining, there is no point in fucking building it. Well, if it's just to bring the well, developer here so that he might do something else, I don't think <laughs> any of these projects well, are going to just built it. Huh? We, you're yeah, you're talking yeah. about attracting a group like. The cosmos should be working for that as a whole. It's not Juno's job alone to bring in all of the developers in the world that know how to program in Rust, right? It's it's a it's a cosmos problem. It's not a fucking well, okay. Juno problem. Number number one, Cosmos and Juno's goals have diverged very, very strongly at this point. And number th- wait, that was two points. At number three, it is Juno's problem at the moment because Juno is the only general purpose gateway deploy your shit then do an app chain that actually has a viable community so it really is juno's problem because juno is the only place a developer you can come into the ecosystem build an idea and ship it because the sdk because if you're trying to if you're trying to attract teams whose like end goal is to create something and make money right Mm -hmm. they're creating things that don't make money and they're fucking copying things that don't make money. Like if your goal is to get them to come and build, give them the tools to build so that they can come, give them all of the resources that they need to build other than just hand them fucking money. Right. But counterpoint, DowDow is like, like, you know, like I know we take the piss about certain aspects of it because Jake, friend of the show and thinks still in the chat as well. So again, hi, Jake. Doubt out probably, one of the most shaking important. his fucking head at the moment, going, Jesus, this <laughs> prick is sleeping on my couch. Nerds. No, no, <laughs> but like, but like, no, no, but genuinely, like, Dow to now, Dow tooling is genuinely one of the areas where Cosmos ecosystem is way ahead of other ecos, right? Mm-hmm. And you look at the shit in like, like, Aptos, prime example, loads of money, some really cool stuff being built on certain types of smart contracts over there. The DAOs are fucking shit, right? Like, like at the moment, and you just and you go, like, okay, this is one thing that Cosmos has that is just way fucking head why is that doubt out is doubt out a profitable project <laughs> is it fuck like correct me if i'm wrong i don't think there's a path to monetization there it's like a classic piece of open source software funded you know whatever so it, it's just not necessarily the case right that, that things have to make money because sometimes things actually allow other things to be built and then it's part of a positive multiplier effect, right? The point is that devs are getting paid and devs are building stuff and it's <laughs> creating economic activity. <laughs> with, with the additional caveat that economic activity is only the be-all and the end-all in this case because that is what we've decided value means in the current model that we're working with in the crypto ecosystem, which, fuck knows, might not always be exactly the case in the way that we currently conceive it, which is line must go up. So... There's a, there's a lot of there's got quite a lot of shower thoughts for like one minute. I'm going to stop talking, but like I just I just think that actually the the bringing in devs is so fundamental, and, and even in a bear market that like like I say we we voted no on the Amiga Sound one. We quite think we're qualified. Yes on the Sardau. Don't like the amount of money, but. Uh, yeah. At you, least I think you're looking at it wrong. I think I think devs at any cost is just going to destroy the community anyway, and then it'll be fucked anyway. So what do you mean by that? Well, ev- like I said, every time you give this token away, it's a spit in the face of everyone who holds the token. Right? It's mm. this. It's not money there to give away. I saw in the in the comment 
in one of those proposals that says it's 0.3%, 0 0.3% or 0.3% of the, of the community pool. That was uh, Get it through your fucking heads. It's not a pool of money. It's a right. pool of tokens that gets sold against liquidity pools, right? Yeah. So when you take $100,000 out of that, $100,000 worth of Juno out of that pool, you take $100,000 out of the community's pocket. That's the fucking bottom line. But but the only reason that people have Juno to begin with is for a to-be future that will not exist unless you start funding projects. So I understand what you're saying. You're saying it's a spit in the face. Everybody wants Juno. No, people, not the people that project, unless Unless people build and there's activity, right? Yeah. I, I agree. I agree you need people here building things, doing stuff yeah. to, to make it a viable chain, right? Yeah. Maybe it should fucking die. Maybe it doesn't have well, a place. But well, if people don't come on their own volition, you're just paying them to come here, spend some time, build a thing, and then fuck off. Not, not necessarily. That's also unrealistic. Not, not necessarily. Like, because don't build stuff for free. People expect to be paid. And and. And well, people are, want to go to the most the most promising ecosystem, right? And correct. build some stuff there. Juno offers a platform where we can offer them all of the infrastructure and resourcing that they need to be able to come in easily, write a contract, have it work well, have it work, have the the all the things behind it that you already need. You just come in, you write your contract, and you can have a, a proof of concept for your app, right? And then mm -hmm. away you go. If it takes off, then you can make your app chain, and, and that's the gateway. Is but if if everything that we want to get built here, we have to pay for. What's the fucking point? We're, are we we're like venture capitalizing people to come in and build a proof of concept and then go and make an app chain? What does what does Juno get out of that? Well, that's what you have to do in a bear market because in, in a bull market you can fucking do anything. And the rising token price plus the fact that it's LP'd against another token that's going up in value, that everything's positively correlated, right? You can as long as you have even the shonkiest way of generating passive token revenue from a project, you can probably turn enough money to get maybe a six-month runway, right? For maybe one dev, maybe two devs. In the meantime, in the meantime, you alienate your entire community. They're sick of the price going down. They unbundle all their shit and they sell it and then you're fucked anyway. Well, so I think that's that's the key point. I'm with, I'm with Noel here quite a bit, more than probably I'd like to be because it kind of, sounds kind of negative. Uh, <laughs> well, it is negative, <laughs> but that's the situation that we're in, right? And No, I, I agree. From what I've been paying attention on Twitter and Telegram and Discord, a lot of the fact that Juno's price hasn't really correlated up with Bitcoin or with how Cosmos has been going up, people have been kind of pissed, right? And so if well, we continue giving things out, it gives a further kind of black eye to... The, the community's already beat the shit out of. The community's already fucking had duress for months because yeah, of but the community was angry in the bull. The community is angry in the bear. Like the classic, the classic example, the classic. But the fix example, to that, you, you don't fix an angry community by beating them around the fucking ears. Is, is the ability to do something that is strategically sound, even if your voters will vote you out for doing it. That, that are, are any is, of these things strategically sound that we're looking at voting on here? Well, no. Well, but my point is that, like, that's on the that's on the validating the community to decide whether these projects have merit, right? What's your opinion? You voted yes. Hypothetical of whether or not you should give a large amount of money in a bear potentially to a project that you think has merit as a validator. You should do that. That is, I think, fundamentally, like, if you go like. This is a risk, but I think the project has merit. People are pissed about token price going down. However, I, I don't know. I think that's kind of. I think that's kind of. It is what it is. Like, would you, would you rather the chain 
die on its feet, investing in stuff, being proactive, looking to the future and trying to like make that a reality? Or would you rather die with money in the bank and just gradually die a death of a thousand cuts when there are no fucking protocols with, on with it? your arms folded? Yeah, you're like, just like, well, project we managed to maintain a $1 token price all the way through the bear. And then when the bull happened, we got left behind because there were no fucking protocols on it because we didn't make any bets because we didn't, we weren't, we were, we were not, we were like, oh, well, we can't have it go down to, to naught point to, to, to 70 cents rather than $1. It's like, it's 70 cents rather than $1. Like, it's still a 95% fall on peak. Like, it, it's, it, some perspective is important. There, if you ever want it to get back to ten dollars, you need to invest, and you're going to have to dis- invest a disproportionate amount of money in a bear because we have no backstop for funding because everything was in Juno. Like some chains have other ways of doing funding, right? All of us as validators, I hope, sold during the bull and have at least some runway now in the bear. Like we're making no money in the cosmos on our validators now; we're losing money. So the, I mean, and that's why I've been having some conversation with OVH and why we're moving a lot of stuff. But anyway, the the point is that like we know as businesses how to like try and amortize that risk, and some chains have the ability to do that better than others. Juno, unfortunately, you know, doesn't in the same way because of the nature of its structure, and so its investments are riskier. That's but and one of the thing with yeah. this, I do think that the DAO, the DAO structure and sub DAO quote um, is the right place for that, and so like things like like this this um whatever the hell this is this amigo thing that should be instantly rejected because they did try to go through the the whatever that grant fund is type of thing and there is a team that looks at that and the team said no so that process worked so this should not be on this should not be on chain so this should be a no with veto they didn't they follow the process people should know uh, the different community funding projects or processes for those they should go through the right group if the dow has the right structure in terms of milestones uh deliverable checking and those types of things, this shouldn't be uh, like, and they, and if somebody asking for 180,000 Juno or something like that, no, it should be 180,000 Juno after these six milestones are completed. And milestone one is 15 Juno. So we're limiting our exposure to 15 Juno. And then if they meet that, they get the next 30 Juno. Exactly like this, this Zardow thing has it structured in there. Like that, that type of stuff is, I think it's not so much the projects asking for funding that it is how we validate and how we a look at the quality of projects. What types of projects does the community want to be able to fund? Number one, and number two, building a realistic milestone structure to make sure that we're not over our ski tips, right? Where you're not promising a million and a half fucking Juno for something that never comes up. Which is which we were talking about a few shows ago. Which was that other? I forget what we were talking about that the that the Dow kickback for payment six of six after they already gave a million and a half dollars away. Loop was it? I yeah, it was I have not seen anyone submit ever a funding proposal with a business case that makes sense. Then they should all be, well, That then you should not be on that team. <laughs> you should not be in that DAO because, because the, here's, here's the issue. And I brought this up in channel today also because the challenge with that DAO is, number one, you don't want to give away dollars for shit. And the other part is if you say no to everything, this chain goes nowhere, which is kind of the point that we're trying to make. So, so there has to be, there has to be some things that come through that you might still think are shit, but they're shit, they're good enough for now. And they're good but enough why, for now to be able to build that. Like, why do we just have to pay an arbitrary amount of money with with no real like? They say this is what we're going to make, right? Okay, but you're asking for this. What what is the resources that you actually need to build it? I see no like Manning. I see no time frames. I well, see no the, like look at the burn, idea of it. At, like hours burn. I see no like 
um, that, you know, that, that, that's, you don't care about the, how the sausage is made. But, what, but not only that, you don't I, care about that. Like there's no analysis of like what, what the outcomes of this is going to be. We're going to well, build that, this thing. What are the outcomes of it? And what benefit does that bring the, the wider community for this funding? Yeah. I, like, I think there's no, I think that's under the team put forward. It's let totally me build agree. this thing and give me some fucking money. Totally agree. And, and any DAO and any, any group that's responsible for funding should be rejecting that because there should be criteria in how that happens. So like well, the SAR DAO. This case, you, there should be like, we'll build this thing and we'll give you 10% of our, our token. If you're giving us 10% of your tokens, it's going to be fucking worthless because the things. Yeah, like, you don't want that. Shit. I, like, I, I mean, and honestly, that, that DAO should also have goals based on the year. So this year, like in 2023, that goal might not be ROI. That goal might be number of new wallets created. Something similar to that. Number of new users brought in the platform. Number of amount of interactions. Like, and those goals should change based on the market. When the, when the price is $45, I might not care about number of new users. I might want to say, I want projects with high ROI. Show me that you're delivering dollars back in, not just user growth. We have user growth covered. So based on the year, that DAO should have different focuses and should be funding projects differently based off of what the needs are right now. And so now in 2023 in a fucking bear, you would think that it would be either new eyeballs, it would be changing hearts and minds, it would be something similar to that, that wants to be able to move things in the right direction. And you're right, every fucking proposal should have specific deliverables, its timelines should absolutely be there, and it should be broken out into, so you're not like having, you know, two million fucking Juno going out for no deliverables. Like, well, I, want a, I want a business case and a budget. You know, get on that team and fucking. This is where the fucking money's it. going. This is what we're going to achieve by building this project. Totally agree. Totally agree. And and honestly, I mean, we were talking about this before because I think we were looking at the uh, the cosmos is, has a similar structure, right? They have a I forget they have a kind of a um, where they decide to invest in specific projects. I forget we were just talking about this, and um and it depends on who's on that team as well because because you have to have individuals who understand how to do investments in specific startups, right? Because what you have is what you're really doing is startup investing. That's really what you're doing. Um, and so that team should have some like whoever's on, on that DAO should also have um some experience in doing that before, not and and some understanding of how to ask those questions and what an actual business case looks like, right? All those types of things I think are absolutely valid. Well, at least we can agree on that. <laughs> <laughs> they are. So I think that also, I mean, and, it, and, and that, and that is a thankless job. I think because, because all the DAOs are thankless jobs. Because right all now. people are just going to fucking bitch until because they want the numbers to go up and you say no to something goes, what the fuck? Because they think that at that point, then you're stopping, you're stopping, uh, the natural growth of the ecosystem because you're saying no to something because they just want to see the numbers go up. Right. But again, that's not, that's the adult. It's not an adult way to think about it, right? You're, I mean, if you're really trying to build this chain for the next 10 or 15 or 20 years, and there's only so much limited Juno that's in the community pool or in these pools of this type of thing, then you really have to be measured and calculated about when you're going to invest and when you're not and what you're going to invest in and what, at what points within the market. Because um, otherwise, this, it all goes to fucking, I think it goes to zero very, very quickly. I mean, a lot of things are going to go to zero. Um, you, you are so negative. So let me just, it's all rocking emojis, dude. Just fucking turn that frown upside down. Exactly. Like kind of a glass, glass half full. It's a glass. Like you need to, mani- you need glass to manifest. Broken. No, you need to manifest. <laughs> He's not listening. <laughs> He's just getting <laughs> angry. Annoyed. So, okay. Here's, here's a different, here's a, here's a different way of putting it, right? When someone says that they want a hundred grand and that's point point three percent of the pool, right? Yes. It's actually, more than four percent of yeah, I know. the liquidity it's, pools. We know so, it's bullshit. Yeah, they should be. They should be. And 
Honestly, the it should be they use uh, in disingenuous. Dis, dis- and null. It should be the the it should be the DAO's team responsibility when they republish that grant out to the public to put it in DAO terms. Just because here are the like there that should be a format that's very structured to say how much of the current liquidity pool is being allocated this year, how much next year, how much in the next five years, how much what are the, what are the actual milestones like like and what that, are the effects. And what are the effects? Like what, what's their expected we outcome? We plan to allocate totally five hundred thousand dollars this year to projects. And totally this agree. Is the effect on on you know Who's, what, what effect it's going to have on how pricing. we going to so and how we going to measure that? Into. Totally. Yeah. How are you going to measure that? Who's going to measure that? When is that going to be measured? And and what what does the minimum have to be before you release the next person, the next portion of that of that? And look, if if that was transparent and talked about, and people knew that's what they were buying into, I wouldn't have so much of a problem with it. But just funding projects for the sake of funding projects because having devs here will create economic activity, I don't think is a good excuse. I think it's it, it's it's a it's a strategy where you might get lucky. It but, is. It's it's that, a hail mary strategy. That is, a, you might get lucky and you might bring the right people. And if you think if I hey if I get a hundred people and then maybe something's going to happen out of this, and we hope so. And if not, fuck it, right? But but that's different than it. But that that's another strategy from somebody who doesn't have bags of that if you're if you're carrying it and you're you're hoping that what you carry turns into something then obviously that strategy is not good enough but i do think that like if if groups come in like sardau or whatever else like i always see proposals from these teams but the the way that they word them and like that 0.3 percent type of thing that's all that's their wording there should be a dow wording to say this is how we take that request and turn it into what we feel it impacts the community and that is basically the dow's proposal to the community the DAO's proposal to the community to say, this is why we think this is a good investment. Here's what they gave us, but fuck all that. Here's what we think that might be able to do. That's really, like, that's no different than you would have from, from, um, any sort of like, uh, angel investment network we were talking about earlier this week or, um, uh, investment group of some sort. They basically take that opportunity and reposition that into their own words to say, this is what we think their actual return is. And I, I agree. And, and I don't think we do enough to like, if we fund a project, we don't do enough to scream it from the rooftops and make people aware of the project and actually help the projects succeed, right? We say, there's your funding, go off, build your shit, uh, you know, don't fuck up. And then we don't do anything else about it. We should be marketing that stuff from a central location and trying to penetrate other communities with, with you know, this is what we're achieving, these are the things we're making. This is what we're achieving. Here's some pretty graphics and a fucking video of I the, think that is the the state of goal of the communications DAO, To be fair, well, they don't do it. Is uh, that on the? Is that on the? On the, um, I think they do. I've never seen like spaces and stuff, right? I've never seen a heavy marketing push from the the main Juno Juno account, and that's the one with all the followers. and And we need to like you know pay for advertising if that's what it takes to penetrate other communities to say these are all the good things that we're doing. You're not going to get it just by doing the thing. You need to penetrate communities, get out there, make it heard. This is what we're doing. Come and have a look. Just giving the money to someone to build a thing is not going to do fucking anything. Yeah, it might be a that might be a actually. Um that might be a good. That'd be a good uh, section on the webpage too, like projects under funding and where they are in those milestones. Like that would be that would be something else that that would be a good DAO report, not just from a marketing perspective, but also like like I mean the community's funding these types of things, right? It's coming out of liquidity pools, like you said. So something along that lines. I can't. I'm just looking on the website, uh, but something along that lines to be able to 
there's a grant structure and it has all the instructions around it, but ex- exactly what grants have been developed, um, where are they in those, what milestones have been hit, what are, what's being abandoned. That would be a, that's a good it's like a, report. It's like a, a room full of shadowy super coders with the door closed. And then that's where they are. And they build their thing in their little box. And then, it, you know, no one knows about it. Like, <laughs> and the only one thing that people know about, they fucking hate. <laughs> Robin so, said the czar never discussed this with the Juno. JGF. The JGF. Juno Growth Fund. Yeah, the Growth Fund. Yeah. I, I mean, again, again, like, I, did they know that? I didn't know. I, I don't really know what needs to go to the growth fund or not. So maybe, maybe, uh, maybe that's also confusion. Um, well, the growth fund is for the attracting of talent and growth of Juno, right? So all yeah, but should go but there. but I mean, you have and then you have two examples of that. One is Czar bypassing that group and saying "fuck it" and just putting it on chain, and you have Amigo who went through that group got 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 denied and then also put it on chain, right? So does that does anybody else know? Like I, we know it because we talk about it, but. Does anybody else who's just walking around in the ecosystem know why everybody's voting no with Vito and Amigo Sound? It's interesting that Amigo Sound is getting hammered. I mean, I I, I think it's ironically a very unsound proposal, but um, I'm surprised <laughs> that. Sorry. I, that's from a, there was. That's a future sounded, YouTube clip right there. I sounded exactly as pleased with myself as subscribe I subscribe now. Am about that. So. <laughs> subscribe, subscribe now. <laughs> sorry it reminds me of that what's the fucking meme where they got uh it's like what's the guy that's on the boat one where the sinking boat and you can't get on the bit of board at the end me like your french yeah what's the guy that's in that the the, the actor DiCaprio. yeah yeah so and then he's in that other movie with the he's guy across the, the, the lake yeah but he's there's the meme he's like <laughs> you know oh one. you mean uh, Django Unchained Django Unchained yeah 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 Glad we got the, there. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's how I felt when you said that. It was like a breadcrumb of, of movie knowledge. Yeah. I thought you were going to go for the meme, you know, the most interesting man in the world meme where he's just sat there with the, the drink. That's where I thought he was going with it too. I know. That's That That would have been the, the classic meme reference. The twists um, and turns in Game of Nodes. Who just, which way is he going with this? Which meme is he going to describe verbally? Who knows? Uh, Terribly, um, with very little knowledge of what he's talking about. <laughs> you know that guy that all was over in that the meme culture, meme culture, meme. Uh, <laughs> it still no. my mind. Was it you, Shorts? You were saying that you actually had met people that said meme. So, meme. Oh yeah, oh yeah, many, many, many. <laughs> the memes. I think yeah. I think one maybe... one of my friends definitely dropped that back on me in the in the early days of memes, and he's he's like, "Have you seen the meme of the thing?" And I'm like. <laughs> I think you say okay. may you might have to go to jail, like real yeah. jail. Oh. And the dude's like, go to jail quiet. right away. Oh, wait, no, wait. In America, it's different, isn't it? It's pre- you've got to go to prison, not jail. Uh, uh, jail's the thing you wait at while you're you know, getting yeah. crime to go to prison. That's correct. Right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. then to go to prison, not jail. Mm-hmm. For saying Jail's that. where they give you your soap, then you go to prison with it. <laughs> thank you, Nal. Okay, thank uh, you. <laughs> just uh, <laughs> hey, how's that merch coming along? Um, uh, Jill's speaking of, um, yeah, I, mean, I was thinking about just putting random shit that we say on shirts and then wearing them on the podcast. But I thought, oh, fuck it, I'm actually just going to wear button-up shirts. From well, now okay, on. so an, an observation, like I, I realize I'm now literally doing Game of Notes admin while on the Game of Notes podcast, but 
um, you know, you folks are going to be in East Denver in T minus four weeks, and you do realize oh, the lead time on promotional T-shirts is like two and a half <sighs> weeks minimum for a rush job, which gives, by my calculation, something like we got like ten days to design this this hoodie and get it done, and you probably have to get it printed in the states because otherwise it won't get delivered on time. Uh, I I have white shirts and a permanent marker, so that's <laughs> about, about the that's about can, budget, I, by the way. Okay weird things i can do because i've spent a very wasted life of learning random skills i can screen print um so you know if you were in the uk and we had to do this yeah, i was rush, gonna say you're also in jolly england <laughs> yeah i can screen print and i have a me- i have a membership which i still pay out of a kind of sense of sol- solidarity even though i don't go there anymore because i don't have time to a printing press so i could actually go there and screen print a load of t-shirts Although it would take fucking days, it would be really unprofitable. But and when tell, is, me, tell me more about this membership to a fucking it's like a screen printer. Uh, it's actually a, a printing press, uh, a community-run printing press. But it, uh, in addition to uh, woodblock and lead printing typesetting and stuff, there's also like a um, like a essentially a because you, you need to photographic fix it, don't you? To fix onto the mesh. Uh-huh. And then you you screen print through it on like a big. You basically just need a place to flood the paint, and then you just go boom. It, that that bit is very low tech. It's just the the fixing. You need a dark room, so and obviously you need a space to put these big frames because they're like I don't know about the size of this desk, and then you have to put them in a dark room, and the dark room has to be big enough, um, you know, to to let the, the to let the uh, the the photographic um, paint stuff fixer whatever it's called uh, develop. <laughs> fascinating um, yeah because you, you basically take an image right and then you blow it up and then you, you you make it black and white um and you just sort of make it large enough to cover the the screen um and then you you just fix it with with photographic fixer or what it's called i think it's a type of paint but it, it's it, it's 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 basically like the same stuff essentially that you use on photographs right but black and white ones and then that goes over a wire mesh and then uh only the bits that are like it's, it's different levels of permeability. So then you just flood it with ink over, um, over like a kind of flat area. Mm-hmm. You put the t-shirt underneath it and you go with a slider. Squeegee. Yeah. Squeegee. Exactly. Um, <laughs> squeegee. Slider. What was I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I can also, I, I also do know how to set lead type as well. Uh, that takes ages. Newspapers must've been so labor intensive would be my review of that. Was like putting talk about things in there, yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's like a real pain in the ass, yeah. But you yeah. know, that was someone's job for 10 hours a day, right? Put little you're things on the newspaper, you're yeah. I watched a documentary the other day of a thing, and then, like, uh, not important what it was, but that, like, part way through, they're interrupted. Like, the course of the actual thing the documentary is about was interrupted by striking linotype workers, you know, because it was like in the mid 70s, so it was like the beginning of sort of, I guess, like. Yeah, moving away from like literally hand setting all the type to machine does it, prints it, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I guess for newspaper, it must have been newspaper. Um, so yeah. How many? Uh, you're, you're in like a fuckload of DAOs. You're like DAO man. You're a printing press DAO, and you have a typesetting <laughs> DAO. What else? You- but they're not decentralized. They're they're very central. They're centralized to a random industrial lockup in the northwest of England. Like well, yeah, so that makes it a sub DAO then, right? It's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a bit of a sub DAO then. It's a bit of a sub DAO. It's a bit of a group. It is a suburban DAO. That is true. Um, unless that was the joke, in which case it just flew straight over my head. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, you, you guys should get those. We 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 collectively should get them done, and then you can get them printed, and then post me one. We do need to do that. I think. <laughs> and I then think post me one. Yeah, we agree to do that. And then also, um, yeah, I need to look at flights too because I haven't done that yet, which I definitely need to do. And I think yeah. we, I think we're also, I think I'm living on the street at this point, so I think that's something I need to take care of as well. I, well, well it was a party I house. I thought you were staying with us. I thought, you but I thought that was that was in that was in Denver, but I thought Breckeridge we didn't have a thing yet. Oh yeah, I haven't sorted anything. That's so, for those of you, yeah, for okay. those of you on the stream, maybe not listening later because we know we have bigger numbers on the listen back. But <laughs> thank God, certainly <laughs> the people in the comments. If you need a place to stay in Denver, you could probably stay <laughs> with pro- these guys. You probably could. At this point, you are not a random on the internet. <laughs> if you're live here, you're welcome. If you're making comments on the Game of Knows live stream, we probably know you and have met you several occasions. Exactly. Or, you, have, you, know, you have a place to stay. What other what other podcast gives you a place to stay and eat Denver? Yeah, exactly. I actually need some other shit to do while I'm over there. So anyone want to go to Texas? I want to see a rodeo. Go, to the, go to the History Colorado, yeah, Colorado. History Colorado, Colorado Museum in Denver. It's really good. Yeah, you could probably go to a rodeo in, in, in outside of Denver too, I would think. Maybe. I need to get a ticket to San Francisco to annoy the shit out of Jake. Get the train. It's really good. Oh, yeah, the train? Yeah, yeah, from Denver. It goes like first thing in the morning, like nine in the morning, and it goes to, uh, does it go to Emeryville or just outside of San Francisco? What train? Um, like an Amtrak? You can jump on the bar um, nearby. Like an Amtrak? Like an over, like a sleeper? Yeah, yeah. And it goes yeah. it goes down the Colorado River. Like um, It's like literally the, the, the railway is here and the river is here. And the only way you can get to that bit of the Colorado River is if you raft it or if you take the train. Oh, shit. And it's like, there's nothing around. It literally just goes straight up into the mountains, goes through this, I think it's like 6,000 feet it goes up. It's really high. And then it stops off in, I think, Fraser, Colorado, and then Grand Junction, I want to say. And then it goes out into the Sierras um, after going down the Colorado River for a while. It goes, I think it stops at Salt Lake, like at like 10 o'clock at night, and then you Mm -hmm. arrive in California first thing in the morning kind of thing. That sounds good. But there's not many. There's not many great, great train rides in the U.S. So that does sound like one of them. Yeah, I mean, it is one of the best things I've done. It's really, really good. Uh, yeah. Is there no stop? Does it stop anywhere? It might. It stops. It, yeah, you can get off in Grand Junction, Fraser, Salt Lake, Sacramento. I think. Could be. Uh, yeah, was that all one that place, or is that like a bunch of different places? That's a bunch of different places. <laughs> it's like just one different big states. name of a place. Yeah. There's. I feel like there's also a place you can get off on the outskirts of. Did you so, say Salt Lake, like Salt Lake City, where there's uh-huh. like the other gambling place? Hey, yeah. I want to see that. No, gambling no. in Salt Lake. I don't think so. No, you're thinking of Las Vegas. Are you thinking about Reno, Salt Lake City, Vegas? On the uh, on the it's on it's on movies. No, Salt Lake City, Atlantic City. You talking about Atlantic City? Gambling, uh-huh. Atlantic City, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I that's didn't fucking no. That's the other side. Definitely sounds <laughs> antithetical to Salt Lake. <laughs> does. You can't it even does. buy beer without buying a meal to go with it in Salt Lake City. So. They I'm do have stop- a lot of MLMs. I'm not there, stopping though. there. <laughs> that sounds shit. <laughs> which um, shit. which Sherlock Holmes story is it where it turns out it was all like to do with the Mormons? Like one of the one of the Sherlock Holmes stories is all like there's like some some conspiracy and then it all ends up back in London with a murder and it it turns out it's all something to do with Mormon intrigue. I'm pretty sure I didn't imagine this. This is a real thing. <laughs> I have no idea. 
I love I the way this like at, at moments today we did talk about like something related to the cosmos. We did. We bitched about stuff. Juno now, funding. Now we're definitely into the Game of Thrones variety. <laughs> we, um, I we, watched In Bruges recently. Uh, uh, there's that. I'll throw that out there. It's a good film, isn't it? Good film. That was great. I had to watch after watching Banshees of Inisherin or whatever it's called. Oh, did you like that? I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, the Banshees. Yeah, it was a fucking good movie. Eh? It's a good. What film. was the other one we mentioned last week? Three out of four Game of Nose regulars recommend Banshees of Inisherin. Who doesn't? I and, um, I haven't seen it yet, so I ah okay. Uh, oh, um, that you're talking about, but you, you will definitely enjoy it. <laughs> Is it up my? It's up my alley. I think I I think I did grab yeah. it though. Any any take homes from it, Schulte? Did you? What you from Bruges or Banshees? Any shower thoughts in, in Bruges? Uh, no, in uh, the Banshees one. Shower thoughts. Hmm. <laughs> or did you just find it entertainment? I mean, there's a lot to say about it, right? Uh, I think that the wow, I can't say this because that's a spoiler. Oh yeah, spoilers. All right, don't spoil it. Yeah, don't spoil we'll it. We can spoil it next week yeah. after it's I watch it. Week. It's, it's one that deserves not to be spoiled. It's got Colin Farrell in it. Did anyone watch the menu as well? It was the other one I mentioned last week. No, I enjoy, yeah, I, I actually watched that one as well after you meant, after you mentioned it, and I really enjoyed it. But my friends and I are also like we are the crowd to be made fun of by that movie. It's like we have <laughs> sous vide machines. We'll spend six hours making a burger, kind of thing. And so when we watched it, it was just the funniest thing ever. I didn't realize it was a horror movie until I watched. Like I looked at IMDb and was like, oh, I thought it was a comedy because they were making fun of us the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> didn't Brilliant. you just love the, the like the foodie guy? Didn't you just love like his outcome? It was fucking great. <laughs> that was perfect. Yeah, no, it was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, absolutely perfect. It's it's a great movie. Any if anyone's watching, just go and go and watch it. It's a great film. Film menu. Really I'd, yeah, I'd recommend menu. a couple more, a couple of documentaries actually from the last week. Uh, I watched the the. I think I told Chelsea about this. I feel like we had a. Maybe I'm just like finally having a fucking hemorrhage. But um, the punk singer, <laughs> which is about Kathleen Hanna from uh, Bikini Kill, um, that was a very good documentary very very good documentary um and I, I i thought that was a band i knew some stuff about and it turned out didn't really fucking know much about them at all and it was a really good music documentary and um fall of western civilization part two the metal years uh which is the second in the fall of western civilization um trilogy of documentaries by penelope spears who later went on to make wayne's world really weirdly fact really that's quite the coincidence yeah um but yeah i mean it kind of makes sense she did a documentary on rockers like metalheads uh and like punk kids in la like fall of western civilization one was punk this one part two is metal and so the reason that part two is really good is because it was made like 10 years after Spinal Tap and it's like an actual documentary and it's about hair metal, which is obviously the, the worst kind of metal. And everybody in it is totally stupid and completely toxic. Um, and it's just, it's so, if you had told me they were all actors and it was all a joke, I'd be like, damn, the acting is amazing enough. Like it's it's like, it's, it's as good as Spinal Tap. Like they're so convincing. What? Um, but it's just real. It's a documentary. It's called. It's like incredibly, like it's it's great. Yeah, it's just baffling, baffling, and toxic, and and kind of hilarious and sad. And it's like a great music documentary. Uh, it's really good. All right. Um, so I recommend that if you can, if you can find it and and get your hands on it. 
Oh, and uh, the other document. I don't know why I've seen other documentaries, but this was the one that had the linotype strike in it. I watched uh, a Sunday in Hell, which is the um, a documentary about the 1976 edition of Paris Roubaix, uh, which is also very is a very different era of documentary. Where, especially in the English dub, there's almost no description of what's going on. There's just lots of French people talking to each other constantly, and then like after you just watch them talking to each other for a ca- in a cafe for like five minutes, and the narrator goes. The locals are very excited about the passage of today's race. It's like they, they've literally been talking to each other while mic'd up for five minutes, and that's your takeaway. Like it's great. Um, very slow, these, very relaxing. Are these all Netflix uh, documentaries, Frey? I think the first two you can get on Prime. Um, Sunday in Hell, I think you can literally find it on YouTube for free. Um, yeah. I, I watched it on YouTube on a channel. Uh, which had a picture of a guy's fixie bike and the YouTube channel's name was Mr. <laughs> fixie. So uh, I think we you can find them, man. We <laughs> find them. Self-explanatory. <laughs> you find them, I swear. Oh, Mr. Um, fixie, I'm clicking on this guy. So the Godfather of Harlem started back this week as well, which is an awesome TV show if no one watches that. I've heard of that. Yeah, man, it's, it's great. It's got that, um, I'll tell you the dude. It's got the, what's the his dude? name? The fella. Oh, it's got uh, um, the hell. The guy. The guy. Oh, in TV series, uh, uh, the SAS Rogue Heroes was quite stylishly done, I thought. Uh, have not watched that. Is that another documentary? It's about, uh, no, it's a, it's a drama about the founding of the SAS uh, in oh, North Africa. Africa. It's quite, it's does, quite does anyone watch 1923? It's like one of those um, Yellowstone uh, prequels. I haven't watched any of the Yellowstone prequels yet. I've been kind of holding off. Haven't you? I oh, have man. prequels already. Yeah, there's 1883 two, two was phenomenal. I, I fucking loved that. It was great. So it's like um, it, they're doing like time progression from like colonization of the the um, intermediate states or whatever they call them, the flyover states out there or where it's all the way up to like, you know, um, traveling to where the Yellowstone ranch is, the, the first people who were – you know, started the ranch and, and that community in that town. Um, and then, so, you know, the, the end of 1883 is basically, oh, fuck, I can't tell you. Um, but it's really good. It's really good prequels. And the, the 1923 one has been great so far. That's and Harrison the, Ford, right? In 1923. Yeah, Harrison Ford, yeah. Yeah, I got that. And um, oh, what's that old bird's name? In 1883? Uh, 1883, Sam I think. Sam is, is uh, what's his face? The guy from uh, The Big Lebowski. I can't think of his name. Um, John. Oh, you're the, talking about the, the guy at the bar. Yeah. Uh, in the Labiga Velasquez. Remember when we were at the O'Neill? bar, he's talking to the dude and the guy, the Sasparilla guy. Is it Sam O'Neill? That's not it. No, no, not Sam O'Neill. Uh, uh, oh, come on. Where's everybody in the comments? Help us out. John. You mean John Thingy? I don't think, is his name John Thingy? Well, not Thingy. Um, <laughs> Helen Mirren's the old bird that I was trying to think of. <laughs> bird. oh my goodness uh okay uh but yeah so my my favorite quote from um oh my 1923 is where uh the harrison ford character calls sheep prairie maggots i just loved it <laughs> oh, actually if we're doing westerns the 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 emily blunt one the english is pretty good too quite it's dark and quite slow like the pace is like um but it's, yeah it's very uh 
very kind of like sad and killingy and sort of like quite brutal like like kind of like not very sad and killingy killingy you know what i mean it's it's you know it's one of those when you start watching it and you're like oh nothing's gonna no good will come of this you know one of those dramas and it's yeah. set it's obviously set at the end of the west and it's about this this um, native american scout tracker who ends his time in the u.s army um and then he's like well i'm gonna go north and find a patch of land because i'm supposed to be owed one for fighting in the u.s army mm. and you're like okay it's not gonna go well sam elliott who else, who else they got up? i wish the new episode sam elliott. i wish the new season of boba fett had come out so Sam Elliott's one in eighteen eighty three, and then we were thinking about the other one we were thinking about before it just came to me is Forrest Whitaker. That's uh, who you're talking about. In have you seen show? Ghost yeah, Dog yeah. Way of the Samurai with Forrest Whitaker? That's fucking really cool. I think it's like so. really old. It's now, a while ago, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good film. Yeah, um, good actor. You know what else is good? Like I only saw a tiny, I only seen a tiny bit of one episode. I need to like go back and watch it properly. But like I was already like, oh, this is for me. Was Andor the new Star Warsy thing? And, yeah. and lots of it's filmed in the northwest of England and the north of England, and so there's like like loads of people I know have been like, "That's filmed near me." It's quite cool. You can cycle to a bunch of places. Alex, <laughs> <laughs> right around the corner. It's right around the corner. <laughs> I down the roads by the pub. Where I live is important. I'm going to come over there, Frey, and we're going to do the pub crawl on the train. Pub uh, crawl. Yeah, yeah. You. Yeah. We can bring the bean. <laughs> <laughs>